Welcome back. I am Samantha Tomlinson. And I'm Kevin Tracy. Welcome back to Movie Reel. God, it's so good to be back recording again. <laughs> yeah, it's been, uh, we we were kind of, I think just with our classic um, busy schedules, and then we ended up, do you want to, do you want to introduce it, uh, Kevin? There was something we've been doing, uh, been working on. A long time ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a long time. Yeah, <laughs> wow, great setup. Uh, I didn't even finish the joke. Um, oh. <laughs> so yeah, a long time ago, um, Sam and I, when we were doing our Star Wars episodes, uh, we realized just how much fun we were doing th- uh, that, as well as uh, with our mutual friend Ben, uh, and we decided that we wanted to keep doing that, and we realized that we couldn't do that as what effectively on this show so we decided to create an entirely new podcast where we're just talking about star wars stuff in the crazy manic style that we've been doing movie reel uh so keep an eye out for our new show hyper reel a star wars podcast where we deep dive into every nook and cranny of the star wars universe new and old yeah we have no uh official release date we just recorded our first episode uh which was pretty fun and i was so proud of us for staying on topic i know we stayed on target (laughs) stayed on target (laughs) um so yeah that we'll obviously announce when that's coming out hopefully it should be soon um but yeah so there's going to be definitely some changes to movie reel um probably shorter seasons because we're doing a you know another podcast as well um but i'm excited and yeah we're, yeah. we're, we're going to keep making content on both shows i, I don't want to stop either one we're now. basically keeping the best of this show and focusing as well as focusing on something else as well so we're, we're, we're gonna be trimming the fat there's gonna be yeah. a lot of layoffs yeah <laughs> um yep a lot of a lot of cutbacks uh but we're not gonna sacrifice the, the quality of the show we're just we're basically going to be giving you guys the cream of the crop, the best of the best. Mm-hmm. And to start us off with uh, our new show and uh, the beginning of summer vacation, our new the new the movie that we're going to be doing for tonight is Recess Schools Out, which we had talked about doing that I think when we first launched this show. And yeah, I rem- it's, it's a long right? time coming. So 2020, <laughs> for about three years, we've been wanting to do this, uh, talk about this movie. And I remember we both, um, ultimately, obviously, with 2020, it just didn't feel, I think, not saying inappropriate necessarily, it just felt, feels ill time. Yes, more, yes, especially because now things are much, it's, it's kind of, it's wild when you think about it, but now things feel so much more normal. Um, people are actually in school and about to get out of school. And so recess schools <laughs> out just seemed a lot more applicable now than it did three years ago. But we both individually still watched it because like, I think I don't remember if by the time I watched it, 
we had decided we weren't doing it yet or I was already like, you know what? I still want to watch it. And yeah. Yeah, like I, I, I remember definitely watching it for our initial recording session and then we realized like, yeah, no, like everyone's kind of doing like Zoom learning and all that. Like that, that's kind of like when things were like really kind of starting to hit the fan because of because of everything that was going on. It's like, yeah, let's kind of just do some more fun like blockbuster type movies to kind of uh, shake everyone out of uh, uh, like the normalcy that is this movie, even though there is nothing normal about this movie. This movie, I will say I enjoyed it rewatching it a couple years ago. I hadn't seen it in the longest <laughs> time and re- I had fun watching it now. Like I will. Yeah. yeah. I, I was probably about five years old. The last time I saw this prior to us doing this I... podcast. I apologize, I did not look up beforehand, but do you know what year this came out? This is very much a product of early 2000s. 2001. Okay, yes, this is very, this is very much a product of 2000s, not just 2000s Disney, but just the 2000s, but especially 2000s Disney, because I felt like it had a lot of those um, tropes that movies, like movies around this time did, is particularly movies that were made from shows, if that makes sense, kind of like, not quite it didn't go in the direction quite like the Rugrats movie did but like having really dope yeah. soundtracks and <laughs> this has a great soundtrack holy crap oh yeah this, this had like no reason to have I that mean, good of music but that's that's kind of I mean their rendition of John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt was so good <laughs> but like this this movie they I will say as kind of absurd as this whole story is they they put a lot of thought into this. Like the soundtrack makes sense. It ties in with um, kind of some backstory that we're given. They put thought into it. So as absurd yeah. as this movie is, it like, I, <laughs> I kind of still like, I, I just, I feel like they, you can't convince me. They definitely had fun making this movie. They they put they yes, put a lot of yes. effort in this movie considering this 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 is actually like a, a Disney movie that had a theatrical. I was wondering that too. I I so felt like they, it definitely felt like it yeah. had I I I assume I saw it in theaters. Um, I do not remember the first time I watched it, but what I do remember watching this now, I like I remember certain things that were put in the commercials. Like I fucking remember. When, like, the commercial where TJ's like, mom, 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 and runs into the screen door. And then, like, in the next yeah. scene where he's, like, complaining to his dad and he runs away and his dad's like, hey, TJ, your mom's going to want to take your temperature. Like, I remember that from the commercials. And yeah, I was I, like, holy <laughs> shit. Yeah. I, I remembered, like, certain parts of this movie like that like and as i was watching it it just kept flooding back to me and like as you were yeah like the him running into the sliding glass door and him like his mom wants to take his temperature and him yelling at his dad because of that um i actually rewatched the trailer and a couple episodes of the show to see if like does this actually like match and like the trailer 100 i remember that trailer so vividly and I watched a couple of episodes of the show. It's like, is this kind of like the same tone? Is it like the same voice actors? Is it the same team? And yeah. For the most part, yeah, it's it's pretty much like the same team. I think they had like a couple different like extra animators for, for certain scenes for obvious reasons because this is a 
bit of a beefier but project also, than a 22 minute episode. But also, it's very clear, like, right away. Um, it has that early 2000s 3D animation, which, I'm gonna be honest, I'm not, a, I've never really been a fan yeah, of. Yeah. Personally. <laughs> so, yeah, there, there, there were definitely, a, yeah, like, in the opening shot where you see the school, they had, like, that 3D model of the whole neighborhood, but then you get a closer shot of them like panning through the playground and you see all the kids running around uh, and it's basically just like 2D sprite models that are flat and, and two-dimensional but they look 3D because of how the camera angle is going past them and I, they did that a few times in the in the movie they yeah. did that for like the opening shot and the closing <laughs> shot both, both of the school and yeah, it's a bit dated, but I mean, at the time, like, I mean, this was I mean, intended yes. for children. No, I like, agree. They, they, and, they're not yeah. going to care, yeah. But, I mean, it's and it's still an impressive shot. Like, I, I do think, like, that's still, like, an impressive shot for them to do uh, for, for like, an early 2000s Disney animated movie that, honestly, they probably didn't think would make that much money. I I've been trying to look up how much money went into this movie and how much they made, and I cannot find that data anywhere. Uh, I've I've been looking for like the past like thirty minutes. That's I really find weird. That data. Anywhere. It's not even on IMDb. It's driving or me crazy. Yeah. I'm on That's IMDb really right now, like, and I do not see it. I don't know. I part of me would. I feel like it probably did fine realistically. Like, you know, um, but. Yeah. This, uh, but I, I vaguely remember. I, do you remember when we, we were in college and we, uh, with Aaron Silva, who's been on the show a couple of times, uh, we watched the Rugrats movie and yep. one of, somebody made the point. I don't, was it you or was it yes. Aaron? Somebody was like, do you remember when this came out and how big of a deal that was? Because, oh my God, a show that we all watch is being made um, into a movie with like the same people like that was a huge thing and I feel like this definitely kind of was you know it's definitely on that bandwagon this is definitely that era of making kids content yes. into a onto the big screen oh uh, um, yeah 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 um, also sorry to oh interrupt boy. but uh, holy shit I, just, I found the budget <laughs> T- I okay guess just give me give me a get shot in the dark. What do you think this budget was? Oh god, I'm scared. I, and how much do you think it made? I think it at least made a profit. Um, uh, oh no. Okay. I mean, technically, Did yes, it made a profit. Break, no, breaking even is not making a profit. <laughs> no, okay. it, it, they 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 didn't double. Okay, they didn't um, double, but they got they got close. Maybe. I'm terrible with budget. Give me anything. Uh, just okay. Uh, eight million of a budget. Okay, Way 50, higher. Fifty-three million. Twenty-three okay, million was, dollars. See, I'm terrible. And a, yeah. and a gross worldwide of forty-four million. Yeah. Okay. So 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 almost doubled and but in disney's eyes if it doesn't double its budget it's not right. a success no right which is unfortunate but um let's not i mean it made a profit i mean they got they really got close, close. But, uh were you a big fan of of recess did you watch it a lot as a kid i watched it 
I watched it a yeah. few times growing up, but it wasn't. It was never really one of those shows that like I actually watched. It was like one of those shows that I watched because it was on before like Buzz Lightyear Star Command, which I absolutely loved. Or like it was it was on before like some other show that I wanted to watch more than this, and it was just kind of like, okay, I like this, but it wasn't like a show that I went out of my way to go and watch. Yes, that's kind of how I feel. It. Like I've all like. It's funny. I've enjoyed it for sure as a kid. I think I agree. It was like I'm watching Disney Channel and it's on. Um, but because there are certain random episodes that I remember and I just but I do remember I don't remember the content, the context or anything, but I do remember there was an episode where TJ was like, I don't know, he was spending time with the Ashleys and there was like a moment where he was uh not wearing his hat or his jacket and I feel like as like I don't know a six-year-old or however old I was to me that was like super hot <laughs> I vaguely remember that but <laughs> but like <laughs> your, your your childhood crush awakening right there you know what okay. maybe but like which I don't think I even spent I don't even think I watched it enough to like for my childhood person self to have a crush on him but whatever but um there are certain episodes I remember I remember definitely remember like the characters and like there if anything I was like oh yeah oh yeah this person oh yeah okay but like um yeah I agree it wasn't a show I watched like every single episode there was plenty I didn't yeah see, but, but I remember seeing this I don't remember what I know I saw this movie probably right when it yeah. came out like I knew enough of who these people are that it wasn't like I was lost. Yeah, so, like, so you know, I, yeah. I, yeah. So I, I rewatched this movie last night, and it, it was really funny because I so during the pandemic, um, I I got really bored and I was I was running out of things to watch. So I had the brilliant idea to um, binge watch all of South Park because we had HBO Max and that was on there. So I binge watched all of that. And when I watched this last night, I I couldn't help but make comparisons from this to South Park. This is ah, this was just a okay. rated G version of South Park, and it it was just so funny to me because like I I'm watching this it's like this plays out exactly like an episode of South Park, like verbatim, just like weird authority figures that the children are like aware of and like everyone else is like every adult is like completely oblivious to whatever like stupid like overly convoluted mad scientist dream that's going on in like broad daylight with like a satellite dish oh coming out of the God. school it's like this is yeah this is a fucking episode of south park just toned down for children which i mean i assume um super toned down because the more that i think about it like this movie didn't have it had a lot of kid humor or very like well it was rated g humor yeah no i know duh but like it, it didn't have i mean like there weren't any you know how like a lot of animated movies even nowadays they have like a joke for the adults and not necessarily like uh like oh there's like a it's like a double entendre and there's oh, like a yeah. sexual joke in it. Not even like that, but just like, this is a joke that only like as an adult, like you would only understand as an adult. And I feel like this didn't even, it was, there were jokes that I genuinely thought were funny, but they weren't like 
they were they were definitely like very neutral they were very child appropriate they weren't anything yeah, that was I, like I meant for like an adult th- as opposed to being too juvenile yeah I, I feel like the only time that they had some uh like even like mo- like scenes that like could have been like or like jokes that could have been like even mildly like above the pay grade of a child was when they hit the flashback in the 70s and it's like oh, oh yeah. yeah and he's like chilling on a beanbag chair it's like oh man a quick session like this is an awesome session like like are, are they gonna like make like a pot smoking joke like i was i was waiting for some like like <laughs> joke on like oh man free love or like some something that like no child would understand but like all the parents were like did he just did he just make a pot reference or did he just make like a like a yeah like i i was I was so expecting something like that to happen, and like I was like listening so intently during that entire scene. It's like, oh yeah, they're definitely gonna make like some like weird off the cuff joke that would make sense for this scene in this time period that a child wouldn't understand. No, it never happened, and I was on the edge of my seat the entire time. It's like, oh, they're finally gonna make the 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 obligatory adult joke. That's gonna slide by the uh, the censors. Never came. That, yeah, like, the that, entire movie it was that. it was all one hundred percent for kids. Yeah, which I I appreciated, and it wasn't uh, humor that, like I was saying, it wasn't humor that was like too uh, juvenile or anything somewhat mature. It was just a very kind of neutral level. Like there was a part in the beginning when so basically the basic plot. Uh, school is out uh and uh no way (laughs) and um everybody in the group is off to camp tj is the only one back you know at home by himself and he's really bored we get to hear and we get to hear possibly the best rendition of one is the loneliest number i've ever heard yeah i actually that was a good rendition but it was it was yeah again this is a wild soundtrack and uh yeah it, it was all over the place and he sees uh like a green light just like coming out of the school and so he decides to uh like stake it out and watch and there's this bald guy who had earlier chased him away and he has a recorder next to him and he's like 932 ugly bald man is standing outside the school like i don't know something about that made me <laughs> but by the way the the bald henchman the main bald henchman that's clancy brown that's mr krabs of course it's clancy brown clancy brown works his way into everything to the point where I was watching something with my sister and somebody else and Clancy Brown showed up on screen and I went Clancy Brown because <laughs> I was so excited <laughs> to see him and I like I don't even know why but it just became like then a joke that I'm upset like to the point where it hasn't happened in a long time but in like on his birthday I'll text my sister and be like guess what day it is and she's like Clancy Brown's birthday and I'll be like yeah and that's that's the entire much of our bit oh our bit if if yeah. Uh, her our texts are really just if anyone went through them it would just be like a reference one of us makes a reference the other person goes ha and that's it like <laughs> I, I i can believe that <laughs> but um yeah yeah oh and uh so and also the main villain of this movie is voiced by james woods which i feel like they just had him on retainer after hercules because he he loved the voice of Hades so much that whenever they would like use that character in like a video game or like a, a TV show or anything. He would do it for like 
uh, either for free or for like a reduced cost because he loved that character so that's, much. That's awesome. Um, yeah, that's a great. That's yeah. Uh, Hades is a very underrated uh, villain, but also he's a very he, he's he a, really is a fun and humorous villain. And James Woods seems to always br- he seems it, has he ever played a good guy? I'm not that familiar with James Woods other than the kids stuff that I've seen or Family Guy, but yeah, <laughs> everything. Um, <laughs> yeah, Family Family Guy. It always comes back to Family Guy. I haven't watched you. Family Guy in a long um, time. I, I, <laughs> Sam, I I don't know James Woods' history filmography that well to to make that uh, assumption that he always plays the bad guy. But so far from where I'm standing, yes, yes, but, he, um, he is. yeah, it's like you hear that voice and you're like, oh, I guess he's the bad guy. Um, I was I was actually a couple of years ago, my <laughs> friends and I were watching um, uh, Mayor of East Town of east town it's on uh, hbo with kate winslet and it's like a and it's a crime okay. like a uh, miniseries and uh guy Ritchie shows up and my first and i said out loud to my roommates I'm like well i guess we know who the i guess we know who the murderer is or who the bad guy is because guy Ritchie always plays bad guy and <laughs> i won't without any spoilers all i'll say is he is not and i was like oh wow <laughs> guy Ritchie not playing a bad guy wow i'm, I'm impressed <laughs> but uh or a or a that's, a, that's that's the meta that's, that's the, the twist, that's or the twist. A, like, <laughs> a dick or something like that you know whatever but um i i think i i don't remember if i went into i i feel like i knew that james woods was in it but i kind of forgot i was just like oh yeah james woods like his his plan is ridiculous and but i it's yeah, it's it's something straight but out of what a South I love Park episode. So much about how ridiculous this plan is is everybody in the movie acknowledges that it's ridiculous. Even the people that are working for him, the scientists working for him, are saying like, "This is and okay." Basically, he uh when school's out, he kind of secretly air quotes infiltrated uh the school as like a lab with a giant like satellite laser and they're tr- that he stole from the US government in the very oh, beginning of the movie. Oh, that's what was happening. I think I like I I forgot about how that t- <laughs> I did to it. Yeah, they literally like like C4 blow up like this blast door and he pulls out like it looks like like a cell phone with like unnecessary like spikes and like a tuning fork on it and zaps them the two soldiers unconscious and then just steals all the equipment it's like and then he uh, basically (laughs) is trying to since the 70s or the late 60s or 70s or whatever we learned that he and principal prickly they were like best friends they're both working at third street school and his and uh james woods's character i don't even remember what his name was oh i cannot yeah James Woods character. Benedict. Okay, I don't. Benedict. I don't even remember them. Any. What was his last name? I cannot think about his name at all. Oh, it was like it was like like some weird name. Like, I want to say Billiam. Okay, I don't it, remember his name at all. But anyway, um, James Woods basically, uh, he's been made principal, and he wants to get rid of recess so uh they can stay inside, and this will raise test scores. And this causes obviously a lot of uh, backlash. And superintendent cancels this whole idea, makes Prickly the principal, 
and he's like, you know, you'll pay. And it's now here. And he became apparently a senator and brought this uh, to the Senate. No, 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 no. The he, Secretary he, he of becomes, Education. Um, but he's still in uh, politics. Secretary of he Education. brings this uh, yeah. to Congress, to Senate, whatever. And they're like, uh, nope. And so he has now gone, like, insane, apparently. And... <laughs> He's yeah no prickly describes him as like yeah and he basically wants to uh push the moon out of its orbit or have it move in a different place uh where it will hit this hemisphere so it will snow and people will stay inside and test scores will go up. It's like there's so many things about this plan that are absolutely absurd. One is okay. You can't get rid of recess or he was trying to get rid of summer vacation is now what he's how he's gone to incredibly, incredibly yeah. nuclear levels of, of, of trying to uh, get his point across. It, it, but like his, his plan, like teeters on like, like Saturday morning cartoon villain, but even Saturday morning cartoon villains are like, I feel yeah. like are way more subtle than this. Like him, even like infiltrating the school is like everyone's wearing like a black like polo shirt, ear, like plastic earpiece, and sunglasses, no matter what time of day. And it's just like, just they they stand out so much. It's like yeah, that screams like 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 weird like pseudo secret service like somewhat military look and it's like yeah that makes sense for for you guys to be in a elementary school during the summer like it, it, it made no sense for them to show up as indiscreetly as they did and then not expect like huh why are people like investigating it we've been so subtle it's like no you haven't you have armed guards posted have, outside an abandoned school guards, during summer this is this school is in a neighborhood there are houses across the street is every single person yeah. aside from the few people we know for a fact are still in town gone because it's like what so nobody's seen these green lights come out of the school nobody's seeing hearing the sounds that it probably takes yeah, nobody like... did he have to so there's like the first when we first see the satellite coming out of the school uh we see it like raise up we see the roof gum come down and then the satellite raise out of the school which means there had to have been some construction yeah like, going and, on. and it would have had to have been like a few weeks if not a month like that would have taken all summer just to pull that off construction wise but i love how everyone's like this plan is ridiculous but it's but also it's like you can't convince me dude that there's not studies that show that kids need breaks and they they are more refreshed or are more likely to uh absorb information if they have like a break in between classes like there i'm sure I'm, there's studies I'm, with that i'm like, so glad you brought that up because you looked this up that, no that is literally a premise of one of the episodes of recess and in, in the episode of recess so, i don't know if it's the same character but they get rid of recess and all the kids are in school uh from 
the morning bell to, to the ending bell. They are in class the entire time, and while they are there, like the teacher has literally gone over their entire year's worth of material, and they still have a few days left, and they keep going to review. But every day, they have some like weird, crazy, like government, state-sanctioned, like standardized test that they have to do. And as they're going through it, they 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 peak like pretty early on. It's like, see, it's working. It see, it's totally working. Like their test scores have their test scores have improved forty percent. But as they keep do, doing this, like the kids are just getting like so like bummed out and no energy that their test scores just start to flatline and they are starting to panic. It's like, okay, I propose this new radical idea. Since we got rid of recess, let's let's introduce them to something called Recus. And it's it's literally just recess, but they like it's like an anagram for like recreational exercise and it was like a whole thing and they finally let the kids out and it's like, oh man, I missed this and it, they go on like nothing happened. It's that doesn't so I have no idea if that was like like a prelude to the movie or not, but I watched it. It's like this is wild. <laughs> that makes me think of I haven't seen it, but my sister and her boyfriend saw uh, the Bob's Burgers movie in theaters, and apparently the movie has a very similar. Other than like you know, there's more backstory and all these things. There apparently the plot or the story is very similar to like a two part or episode like that already happened. So it's like. I uh, like you running out of ideas like okay like this this works <laughs> for a summer blockbuster for kids because this is a this is ridiculous it's got that like it, oh, it's yeah. a perfect amount of absurdity that yes this definitely held my attention as a kid and um <laughs> but like I, I but I just kind of love literally as the movie goes on um there's literally like when everybody comes together to save summer vacation and the teachers are all fighting the the, the children yeah the the children unionize it's great i it brings me i because i forget again like i didn't watch recess uh religiously as a kid and so i always just like never quite understood like which i understand the the plot of recess the fact is like the fact that there is like this hierarchy that there is like a whole society going yes. on, which is partly the description of the show on Disney plus like of outside, oh, 100%, of, outside yeah. of school, outside of uh, the classroom. And so there's like the King yeah. of the playground, so, so, King Bob. Yeah, so, <laughs> yes. King Bob. Um, yeah, no. So, you know me, I've seen like every episode of every show uh, that, was a kid's show in the, the early 2000s. So, like, I remember, like, a good chunk of, like, the 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 characters and, like, some of the plot, even though I haven't seen some of these in years. It's, like, watching this, like, definitely flooded uh, back some memories. And, yeah, no, like, they definitely have, like, this, like, weird, like, simplistic hierarchy. And, like, they even have a monarchy. They have a, a barter, bartering system. They had an entire episode where they had, like, an entire economy flooded that economy, tanked it, and then replaced it with a new form of currency. That does not surprise which, me. Which, like, that... That one, that was actually a really fun episode. Um, they, they were, like, trading, like, some, like, trading cards as, like, a form of currency, and TJ just, like, 
amass so much of it that no one else could pay anything with it. So they just introduced a norm, new form of currency that made the old one completely obsolete. So he went from being like the richest person on the playground to the poorest because he only had the old cards. Oh my god. If, if, that, if that doesn't just describe what cryptocurrency is, I don't know what it is. <laughs> um, but this it makes me this movie actually kind of reminds me a little bit of uh the hey arnold movie where i remember watching it in high school with some friends and hey arnold was another show like actually i watched hey arnold more than recess i think but there were plenty because this was i there were plenty of characters i forgot all about but like it was kind of that like oh they're still doing their same Everyone's still doing their same hijinks, roles yeah. and hijinks I, and like, yeah. I, I will agree that this is very similar to the Hey Arnold movie, but I feel like hey, the Hey Arnold movie was way more grounded in reality than yes. this movie was. <laughs> I'm not arguing <laughs> and, that. <laughs> and also, like, like I just remember like that movie getting like way more intense than it should have. It's like, oh yeah, like like Helga's dad just getting the shit kicked out of him. Like, he has, like, a black eye for, like, the rest of the movie, and he's, like, gets knocked out with, like, a broken, like, freezer lid, and, like, just fully gets, like, his ass kicked. And there's, like, a car chase, there's a bomb going off, they blow up a building. Holy crap. Um, (laughs) Yeah, Arnold um, almost dies, like, three times in the movie. (laughs) No, good stuff. Yeah, there's, there's not, yes, considering the, um the plot there's not a lot of almost deaths in this movie um but there's something we have to talk about uh the characters and the core so like the the group so we have tj vince gretchen mikey spinelli and is what is gus is that his name i always okay but um i i didn't realize i was looking up the cast and yeah because i wanted to see it's the same cast and um I didn't know. Do, do you know who the voice of Gretchen is? Yes, it is Ashley Johnson. Uh, Ashley Johnson, who is the yeah. original um, Ellie. Ellie from the Last, Last of, Us, of Us, which I was like, oh, like <laughs> I was just like, that's so funny, and, and 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 she's more commonly known as now for her for her critical role fame with uh, Matt Mercer and uh, all all that all that lovable group of misfits but i found that so funny because i see the first thing i think i ever saw her in was she played like a random waitress in avengers and then yes and they and they completely cut her scenes well because she's in i had heard that she was supposed to be made bigger in like captain america or whatever and that never happened so like whatever but like i remember when she showed up in um last of us and i don't think i knew I recognized, um, was it Troy Baker? Is that his name? Yes. I recognized him. Troy Baker. I was like, oh, hey. Um, because I keep kept seeing him in popping up in interviews. So I recognized him. But her, when I looked her up, I was like, oh. And so then when, now I know her name. And so now when I saw that she was Gretchen, I was like, what? And I can't, I have to hear her voice because I don't, um, like, re- remember. I, 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 you know, I'm like, I can't picture her voice coming out of, but I can't, I don't know, but like, but it's not like. <laughs> I, well, I, I, I can't not hear it anymore now, um, especially after learning it, because like she sounds identical to her character Pike from Critical Role. And it's just like, 
oh my god, that's totally Gretchen, that's totally Pike, that's Ashley Johnson. Like, I can't not hear it now. Because, like, it had gotten to a point where, like, I just hear, like, the similarities between, like, all of her different, like, voice acting uh, roles. It's like, oh yeah, that's totally her. Like, I, I can pick it up now. Like, her and, um... Yeah, uh, 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 Troy Baker, or Clancy Brown. Like, I, I get, there's certain like characters that like I can identify, uh, through through like their voice acting. Tom Kenny's another one. Uh, SpongeBob SquarePants. That's funny uh, because like yeah. I remember when I showed you uh Scooby Doo Camp Scare and Mark Hamill as he is in a lot of uh yeah anything where he's anything anything voice acting. He often plays a bad guy or an antagonist. <laughs> so I didn't, I remember I specifically did not tell you, like, I specifically didn't say anything to, or be like, oh, does he, does, do you know, do you know who that is? Or, oh, like, it's Mark Hamill. I didn't say anything because I wanted, because I yeah. knew that would be a dead giveaway on who the bad guy was. And when yeah, it happened. It, it was like, it, yeah, because it was like it was a, a random, random like, it was like a random, like, side character. It was like a, yeah, it was like a random, like, no, it, it was or some shit who's in like a he like was, a no scene. he was one of the campers but it doesn't it, but like he's tr- whatever it doesn't matter but like i specifically because he i would as yeah. i did when i first watched it was just like oh it's a camper it's a camper until like you know it becomes clear oh this guy's masquerading so when i when it's a reveal that oh this kid is actually this guy who's like a who's the criminal who's the bad guy you were like Mark Hamill because you were like so upset with yourself because you can always like I'm <laughs> I'm still like not even there's certain voice actors I can recognize but I also realize like like okay for example Great Elise I can totally recognize her but I also now the other side of the coin is like because I recognize her I'm very aware like of the characters yeah her 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 characters are, are hard to to distinguish for me because she, she has like a pretty uh wide range yeah. i'm not saying the other ones that i can't identify that i can't identify don't yeah. have great range they, they do they're they're but, phenomenal um, at yeah. what they do but great elise like she has um like like, like she she goes from like like she's emily, emily elizabeth and clifford 50, i did not no, know no, that yeah you know we're getting on a tangent about a voice actor that's yeah. not in this but but we all we always but, go on tangents, Sam. You seem surprised when uh, we do. <laughs> voice actor in this, um, she's the voice of Spinelli, and she's also uh, the kid in uh, is it Over the Hill, which is a show I didn't really watch that well, but um, but she's I the she is like really has that same. It's like it's like Pamela something is her name. I apologize for not looking it up. <laughs> Mm, probably Pamela Adian probably but she Adian but she I don't uh, I I don't don't know it's like it's like she's got that same uh uses that similar voice in her characters but I was like because that is also another pretty notable yeah all these have Spinelli in particular has a pretty notable voice for her character yeah it's uh, like it's like a very like like rough yeah like I I feel like that's the best way to describe it it's like because she she's like the 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 tough girl of of the group um and and yeah. like and rightfully so she kicks ass which she suplexes yeah she suplexes a bunch of ninjas it which, works oh yes of course uh because this is 2001 uh and also an, an absurd you know premise of course the bad guy has ninjas like, yes 
makes no sense whatsoever. Just randomly, they just show up, and it's like, I, I feel like he only had them so that if he ever was caught and someone got away, no one would believe the story. Like, like in that episode of Community where it's like, we brought you here and put up all these absurd things, so if you ever told the story, no one be- would believe you. Now, would you like this panini that an astronaut is making you right next to Black Hitler? It's like, it's, it's, I feel like that was like the mind game that he was going with. <laughs> I do not remember that episode. I believe that they would make that joke. I just do not remember that. Uh, but it was yeah. uh, John, John Goodman at the, the oh, AC repair okay, school. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um but what a wild show we watch (laughs) but um like (laughs) so there's a theme going on in this movie that if anything i feel like this to me is kind of i don't want to say a weak point it's just not i felt like it wasn't uh it wasn't as strong as it could have been because i didn't really find it that uh plausible like in what they in what the characters are thinking of, but there's this kind of running uh theme between the the gang that so they all TJ's upset because because they're all going off to camp, and uh they're saying like well we can't waste our whole summer we got to think about our future and it's like you're ten no you don't and then there's yeah. like a part later and it's like a sweet moment they're all hanging out he basically has his sister drive all over to pick them up from camp because he needs them because they're the only ones that are going to believe him when he says that there's something crazy going on at the school and they're hanging out in the treehouse and they're like this is what summer should be (laughs) eating ice cream watching for bad guys like just hanging out with your friends and then gretchen uh is the downer and is like too bad these days are numbered and they're all like yeah these will be the last (laughs) this is probably the last time last summer we'll all be together like this and i'm like no it won't like you're going okay yes next year you'll be in fifth grade and then you're gonna go into middle school so you you're not gonna you can still hang i just i just found that to be kind of bullshit and i i like the the i did like the whole idea of yes their days it's kind of like what toy story 2 was doing like the days of being a child are numbered and i like that they're thinking about that but i felt like them saying like they got to think about their future i felt like that didn't it's not that they didn't go together it was just that i found it kind of a little uh unbelievable as like a kid why they're you're you're telling me that uh, a friend of yours (laughs) didn't go to another school and they weren't just immediately dead to you you're a stronger person than me but they're not talking about being at another school that never seemed to come up and they're not even talking about being in middle school it's just they're saying their friendship and i just didn't i was like why you haven't (laughs) presented me with a re other than the fact that they all have different interests which also i love how all of them all of their camps they have to be picked up after it's like as at the school everyone's going off to camp and all the buses are at the school so it's like were these camps like did they have brochures through the school? Is this like, are they going to pick other kids up at other school? I just, and then like when they're at camp, I'm like, are these camps set up just for the summer? Are they there? It's like baseball camp, space camp. I'm like, are they, and they seem it, to be it, Yeah, it's all prominent. weirdly <laughs> specifics, like camps. Like, oh, I'm going to wrestling camps. Like, what? <laughs> Which wrestling camp looked kind of fun. 
and I loved how it showed, like... A little bit, yeah. It looked really... And I love how Spinette... Like, they're we- she's wearing, like, a ridiculous costume, and just that's what she wears while at wrestling camp. But um, I think just that theme... It wasn't the theme... Actually, it wasn't the theme. It was really when they are saying they're going to be thinking about their futures. It's like... Especially because TJ doesn't seem to be, like, even questioning at all, like, what's his future? I it, I feel like it was trying to grasp for something that it didn't fully... Uh, it, it didn't fully ex- either explore or it wasn't necessary. Just them simply were being stressed about growing up would have been enough. I don't know. This, this, it just yeah. kind of kept kind of like, why? Why do you need to focus on this now? And like, <laughs> I just didn't understand that. Like, it's one thing to have interests and uh, obviously they, that's the thing about why this group is so fun is that they each bring something different to the table. And so that's, that's their strength. So I just found like, if TJ was wondering it would have made it stronger or um, it just didn't really need to happen. That was probably my one like thing about this. Aside from everything else, that was the one thing that I struggled to buy. <laughs> fair enough. No, that's, that's, that's fair. Um, you didn't think about any of this? My, no, I, I went into the, could this actually happen in real life kind of category? I mean, um, <laughs> the whole so, plot. A... Yeah. Which, <laughs> Yeah, I don't even think we need to even do that segment for this this episode. It just seems like this whole thing is so absurd from beginning and to through, end. Yeah, that it, there's no there. Yeah, there's no conceivable way that a a competent adult or child would fall for this plan, let alone even go along with it. Like any one of those scientists, that like, okay, let's say for for some reason. Uh, uh, James Woods is coercing every scientist to work for him through either flat or violence, blackmail, bribery, whatever. He, they are they are all forced to work for for him in some way, shape, or form to the the best of their ability to pull this off. Let's say that's what's going on. Even with all of that stacked in his favor, there's no way that he logistically could have pulled this off without anyone seeing any construction going on in the building them moving all of that equipment in or the fact that the U.S. government isn't just hot on his heels after breaking into a government facility uh, with no, like, finesse whatsoever. They literally just ran through a chain-link fence and blew up a door and assaulted two government agents. It's like, you're you're going to jail There's for life, where, dude. Um, it's like when we first see, because we keep seeing kind of, like, the bottom of his, like, feet, we, and then it's revealed who like who this guy is and um all of the scientists are saying like this like this is obviously very hard to pull off but we're also not in the best location to do it and he's like no it, and it starts it's it started at third street elementary it's gonna end at it's gonna end here and it's just like i love how even there i just love how everyone is like you're you're like you're crazy, but also like you're insane. There is a bet if he really like he. It was like he was trying very hard to make this his big, uh, his big like mag. Yes, his big like mag- magnum opus. Like, he was trying to create like this be over dramatic. He was intentionally trying to be over dramatic and poetic about uh 
about this whole thing, but because... Yeah, no, like, I, I respect that in the villain of you yes. trying to, like, stick to a theme or, like, try to have some, like, big comeuppance to, like, make your whole story, like, complete. But at the same time, dude, like, literally everyone that's working for you is saying but you're not going to fucking pull this off. But part of it is because of the location, this. and so I just find that so funny that he is determined despite... Yes, he has, there are, there. he has a lot of odds stacked in his favor, but he also has a lot of odds against him, and he is, like, ignoring that, and just, like, all the scientists and everybody else is worrying about it, and they're like, this doesn't make any sense, this can't happen. I'm, I'm, Which, I'm just picturing, like, he had, like, that, that, like, that, uh, that interview clip of, like, George Lucas, like, it's like poetry, it rhymes, it starts where it all began, and just, like, he had that mantra in his head <laughs> of, like, that mentality, it's like, Jesus Christ, you're not gonna fucking pull this off, you're literally, he literally just keeps shooting himself in the foot, and, it, and he d- seems so, like, leadership challenged that he can't even pull this up. He is so incompetent and has such a, like, like revenge boner to actually pull this thing off that he's, like, revenge blind to, like... I don't know how else to describe this. He, he is nope, so... Nope, that's bl- a great way to... That's a great way to describe it. Yeah, he he's is not just... a revenge boner. <laughs> he, he, no, he has a revenge boner. Okay, yeah, it... When when he was kicked out as principal, his revenge boner suddenly uh, was full erect. <laughs> what the fuck? I'm, I'm regretting <laughs> saying that so much now because I know you're just gonna you're, you're gonna just <laughs> go on a tangent. Nope, I don't want to go on a tangent about it. <laughs> you're not going on a tangent with the boner, Sam. <laughs> Nope. Uh, there's a sentence right. you never thought you'd say. Um, so let's <laughs> talk about. Can we talk about some of the um, the humor or like the jokes or some of the, I think some of the best like moments of the movie for me. Um, uh yeah. Go go like, ahead. <laughs> like okay, like there's a there's a part where uh the gang breaks into the school and they're all hiding in an air vent like in the cafeteria where uh where where all this like work and all this all this stuff is being conducted and mikey suddenly lets out a huge ass burp and it's so fucking loud that everyone in the room freezes and i just i i just love the joke at that moment when um when uh james woods went somebody better say excuse me and i don't know why i found that (laughs) he's not even like what was that or nobody's like questioning what it was they all know what it is they all know it's none of them they're just like he's like saying the only possible thing is some if it is someone in the room it's like someone like i don't care if someone no one fesses up just excuse yourself sir (laughs) or how uh he was in a relationship with uh miss finster (laughs) and she was like i I, like (laughs) she looked so different yeah like in it yeah, in the seventies, she's like, like pretty attractive. Like she's hot in the seventies. The and same then, like, voice. You know her. Hey! Like the, yes. <laughs> oh yeah, like same voice. Like like chain smoking like an entire pack a day. Like very like gravelly kind of like gruff voice. Um, and <laughs> in the future, she's like you know this like like she's gotta be like in her sixties, like frumpy like old woman who's just like oh I hate children, even though she's like very much like definitely doing this because she loves children she's just like 
been doing this for so long of like dishing out punishments to like children like TJ and like oh you little shit you're the reason why I don't want to have kids like like that kind of mentality trope I think um I feel like that trope always has annoyed me because like okay like on iCarly for example or like Drake like most people a lot of them on like Nick I would say and maybe some Disney of like the teacher that clearly hates kids and I'm like so why are you a teacher like it's it's yeah I ne- I never just, I, I never like that trope either. well mainly because my mom's my mom's a teacher's and I know that's like that's but not like, the also, case uh it, I just found it like or what happened or they don't even make a joke if they made a joke of like I you like they used to love they used to love their job or they used to like it but I just kind of call it like bullshit because it's like no you have to like kids to some degree to become a teacher and with Prince, there's this like really great scene. There's these kind of great and kind of like almost like kind of like vulnerable scenes of uh, Principal Prickly when we're it becomes clear like he he got into teaching and education because he loved it because he loved kids and I love I kind of love the scene where he says to like TJ when he's like what do you know about summer vacation and I love how he's like okay you know what I was a kid once and you can say all these things about me but don't I kind of just loved it because that was I felt like he made it very clear of like he did a great he and uh, TJ had a great uh they were a great duo in this yeah, they they had the best yes. like like chemistry throughout this entire movie. Like they're they're like like com- camaraderie of like them like okay, we've literally been like getting on each other's nerves throughout the entire movie up to this point and like the entire school year. Like I would play pranks on you and like call you like oh, old yeah. and like sag your butt <laughs> and like all all this like stuff that was like like yeah like like you know pretty like mean but still like childish stuff. But it's like he'd been doing it for so long that like he like more or less made principal prickly like this like you know very like uh like like borderline depressed kind of guy because it's like you're taking the joy that i love i love that scene of this job out of it why do you Um, hate me because i like talking about yeah i have so much respect for you he's like the so right right in the beginning he like pretends to be principal prickly and is on the like gretchen's doing some like weird she's doing science sam she's doing science science yes and she's uh basically he's pretend it sounds like he's principal prickly um and he's like making an announcement and he's like i have a big saggy butt that i like to scratch every hour on the hour and everyone's like oh he said butt like it's that (laughs) yeah like that level of that's the whole reason but uh, yeah but yeah at the very end of the movie like like prickly is just like he's like going through his office like cleaning it up after james wood basically trashed like the whole school and uh he's like you know i i kind of want to thank you for dragging me into this mess because it kind of made me reconnect and like realize why i did this in the first place and it was you know to make sure that you kids have the rights that you have like recess and all that fun stuff uh and i i really want to thank you for that and it's a really like kind of touching scene yeah, I agree. And I thought I thought this movie again, having not seen the recess show in a really long time, I thought that from what I remember, I felt like this did a really nice job of um kind of exploring these characters a little bit. Yeah. You know, like especially with Principal Prickly because yeah, they do have this like they butt heads 
all the time when actually they do have like they're similar they're both both being leaders is their similarity and having the same goal obviously it makes it's very easy for them to uh work together and it's like fun it was fun to watch them running around the school they like fight a couple of like guards and put on their clothes and it's like yeah okay, which, which you're I a kinda... child tj <laughs> no one's gonna yeah, buy this for a second I, I know but also i just love the fact that like they did like the whole thing of like distracting a couple of guards and you it's like that that like trope of like oh the guards got knocked out off camera yeah. but it's like this is a a like and his 50-year-old man and a 10-year-old child fighting two armed men in probably, like, their, like, physical prime, and they win somehow. Like, how did you knock these two out? Like, yeah. I get that, like, Principal Prickly had the jump on them, but that's probably going to get, like, maybe, like, one, maybe two free punches. And it's like, I guess Principal Prickly's got, like, a fucking, like, cannon for an arm because he pulled that off in, like, no time at all. And I have to say, like, the the climax of this movie is definitely i mean it's definitely the best part of the movie it's um what like everybody bands together and uh because tj gets they they escape except tj he gets like trapped inside the school so they basically get their reinforcements and they come up with these plans and there's when they first make it into the school i love how they i love how they do it because it's so it's so it's a this this whole sequence this this sequence shows how smart and creative these kids are and how um stupid these guards are the fact that like not just that they're <laughs> falling for it but that they're so easily like like okay and they're consistently falling they're for consistently it too falling for it but like there's a scene when they get inside they all break they all split up and they go down different ways in order different like hallways in order to trap some of these guys and there's literally spinelli is running <laughs> she like runs down a hall the ninjas are chasing her and then who is with who's behind her who's her like little army the kindergartners who are i've never really quite gotten the joke that they're like like so like they're basically they're just like they're like feral i, I get children. no i understand that i've just never understood like like how are they the, and like there's like literally a part when mikey sings and one of them goes big kids sing good and i'm like eh, you're in kindergarten you'd be speaking clear so i don't understand like why that, that's like kind of like like the running joke is that like that was like that, that's kind of okay. like the like the the pecking order of the school and it's like the the, the kindergartners are kind of like <laughs> yes. they're like the the like this like wild tribe of like feral children that like have like rudimentary like tribal okay. laws there and it's like they have like you know like yes, they like actually. face like okay. instead of like finger painting they're like face painting like weird like intricate like like tattoos basically on their bodies it's like okay yeah like they're, they're just like they're wild crazy children that like don't know what I, rules yeah. are because you know they eat paste and other weird children stuff I just kept thinking, like, they are not ready to go on to first grade, but, <laughs> what, but whatever. But Spinelli literally has her army of the feral kindergartners, and the the ninjas don't, they are immediately terrified and run away. And I mean, like, to be like, honest, what? I would too if, like, 50, like, feral, like, war-painted-up children with, like, like rulers and yardsticks and other, like, crazy, like, slingshots and other, like, crazy, like kid weapons like i'd probably want to run too <laughs> like, I mean, like like I, I remember like here like the argument is like how many like 
kindergartners do you think you could beat in a fight? The answer is what? probably. I've never heard of this. I, don't, I okay, maybe it's a guy thing, but uh, like if you're like locked <laughs> in like a, like a like a empty classroom, and like waves of kindergartners kept showing up, like how many do you think you could beat before they beat you? The answer probably not that many because they'll swarm you. They'll they'll get your ankles, and these are like feral children. You don't know what they're gonna do. Okay, fine, but like these are ninjas that James Wood, I guess, either had on just had on staff or hired to be extra like security in case uh, he needed it. So I, the why they immediately are like, uh, like if they were more like, Oh, they're kids. They're, they're not going to like hurt us or something like, but they immediately run away. And I was like, you guys are the worst ninjas I've ever seen. But um, you know, like the scene, everybody fighting against these bats, they, they take them down so easily. Yeah, like their main weapon is like of of like a water water balloons balloons and like like like, yeah silly string and like ketchup and mustard like bottles like a squeeze bottle. It's like, are you you guys fucking kidding me? Like at one point, like like a TJ's sister and like uh like one of the other kids like sprays like silly string in like the face of one of the scientists. Yeah, and he's like writhing on the floor like he had acid thrown in his face and they're like both stop look at each other look at the cans are like uh, <laughs> yeah. like they're confused like this shouldn't be working but um and literally the it all ends because there's this giant uh like uh like the the brain of the whole operation and vince throws a baseball and i guess he either i can't imagine he threw hard enough that it caused so much just i like i'm like what is this glass made of (laughs) so so yeah it's basically like he throws the ball this whole thing's like like one of those like yeah it's like you know like those like 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 plasma like balls that you like has like a like a coil in it and you touch the glass like the lightning like goes to your finger it's kind of like that and it's just as soon as he throws a ball and breaks the glass it's like well that's it it, like it was that easy (laughs) everything comes crashing down and I'm like, one, they would all, what, what's in that? They'd all be dead. And I'm also like, there's no way there wasn't somebody that was injured <laughs> in this process. And then, uh, like, you know, movies, movies over, uh, uh, James Woods has been defeated and, uh, it ends, it ends like on a nice, on a nice note. The, uh, the gang is like, we decided, you know, we're not going to go back to camp and they all head out. But TJ decides to stop and talk to Principal Prickly, and then he goes and meets with them, and then we get that other 3D outro shot you were talking about while uh, while yeah. Let the Sunshine In is playing a very yeah, 70s which, Yeah, uh, no, soundtrack. like, that was a... Yeah, it was like... And that was a really good scene. And then, speaking of 70s soundtrack, the movie actually ends with the entire gang dressed in 70s gear and playing a A 70s song during the end. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, it was so, so random. (laughs) It made no sense. Like, like TJ looks like he's like a missing member of the Beatles. Vince looks like he's like, like Jimi Hendrix. Like, it was so weird and so confusing. I had no idea. I mean, it wasn't, they're just, it it wasn't that unclear. It was just like, uh, it was just such a it was such a fever dream like shift change like out of nowhere we had like this like really like wholesome like ending and then immediately goes into like 
My green tambourine. Ten what the really fuck quick just happened? Before we get into our uh, our big question that we already answered. Um, yeah, we can, already answered. Can we acknowledge that TJ has seems to have a really great mom because she literally at the end says, "What a summer! TJ saved the world and uh, whatever." I forgot the sister's name is TJ's sister. <laughs> TJ's sister uh, made assistant manager at the Floppy Burger, and I'm like, I love how she lumps those two together because obviously one is much greater, but she is making a point to acknowledge her other daughter's major accomplishment, and I'm just like, how great! <laughs> what a good mom. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, let's just get to the like it's like it's like the only contribution of like the parents in this entire movie. I mean, I mean nobody believes this plan, which is which makes total sense, especially like TJ when he sees that something weird's going on, he goes to the police and they laugh at him. And then uh the gang goes to the police. They they laugh at them. And then Miss Finster goes and the same thing to the point where I'm like, "Okay, I get that they don't buy this, but like if somebody at the the third person who's an adult and not a child, wouldn't you have maybe, I don't know, sent somebody over there to like just do a drive by? Yeah, like, like, yeah. I'm just like, these are the, the st like, it just, it had a, it had a lot of those tropes that you totally see in like a kid's movie. Like it, yes. it, need, it needed, yeah, like for like, yeah, for like a kid's movie, it needed to have that like trope of like, so like, like like idiocracy level of incompetent like authority figures and like the cops like they's like well yeah if like the, the cops got involved in any way shape or form the movie would be over in like two seconds because as we said before in the this totally couldn't happen category yeah this totally wouldn't happen like there would be a nationwide manhunt for james wood's character for assaulting government uh, uh facility assaulting government employees and stealing government I mean, there technology. there is like a news uh, like a news outlet we see where uh, they acknowledge like someone like some like what like what went missing kind of a callback but it's pretty like a pretty quick uh, it's just like in the background of TJ well, well TJ's like you know coming to breakfast yeah. and I do love that scene where his mom is like like telling his sister, like, "Hey, don't be mean to him." TJ's a little sad this morning, and he's just like, "I can spell, mom." Just so deadpan. Like it had. I think um, <laughs> overall, I yes. Did, can the, could this movie happen? No, absolutely not. Nothing about this is believable or plausible. No, not at all. But like it, this it's it's fun. I have no like real. I, I mean, there's nothing wrong with it that you couldn't show your kids. There's nothing wrong with it that you could, if you've seen Recess, you would have fun watching it. Like, it was, it was enjoyable. Uh, like, I was definitely laughing at some jokes, and I was, uh, like, I, I was having fun watching it, for sure. We've seen, I feel like we've seen, uh, there's nostalgic movies I've seen where I'm like, oh, this is utter garbage. Whereas this, I didn't really feel like it was garbage. It was just an absurd premise that like we said is completely unbelievable but like yeah. a lot of effort clearly went into it yeah <laughs> it yeah no it was it was a fun kids movie that's like it, and it wasn't like 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 a lot of like kids movies today are like like bare minimum effort goes into it and it's just like such dumb like juvenile humor that like it's just scraping the bottom of the barrel that could even be qualified as comedy but this one's like it was like it was such like 
a middle ground like movie like there was nothing like offensive there wasn't anything like like overtly like crude but there wasn't anything that was like like oh this is like a really like thoughtful and like like well thought out like joke or pun it was just like very like I feel like like it was yeah. it was a very room yeah, temperature there was, movie. Yeah, I agree. I agree with all that. Um, especially because a lot of like even Disney, they'd have a joke for the adults, and not necessarily an inappropriate joke. It's just a joke that I can see an adult yeah. kind of be like, oh, it's that's like funny. hey for hey hey for the parents that got stuck watching this movie with their kids, like this is for you kind of thing. Yeah, like like one of my favorite jokes in Aladdin is when Genie says, "I'm getting kind of fond of you, kid." Not that I want to start picking out curtains or anything. That I thought, like, yeah. that was funny. I obviously, that went, oh, I didn't, I don't think I even, like, noticed it as a kid, but as an adult, I'm like, you know what, that's funny. Like, yeah. yeah. I, well, it's Robin Williams, well, but yeah, yeah but like, like, that, like, that's, that's, a, that's a high bar. Right, but like, that, I mean, that joke, whether it's written or that's just him, which is, I'm sure that was just him. But, like, yeah, yeah. but this movie, it's... They, they had to write the script around Robin Williams. It couldn't be uh, nominated for Best Original Screenplay because he... Uh, improvise so much which is like yep. maybe yeah but um <laughs> so oh my gosh uh, overall yeah. this was fun yeah no this I, th- yeah this i'm glad we finally did it <laughs> yeah <laughs> it took way too long for us to actually make this episode but i'm glad we finally did we, we can finally take this this movie off the shelves out of out of the, the log books and uh actually send it out to the public you're finally hearing something that we we like initially decided to make when we almost like more or less when we like first decided to do yeah. this show this was like one like the this was like in like the top like 20 episodes that we were going yeah. to make <laughs> yeah oh uh, so i'm i'm so glad that we finally took this out of the out of, out the, of the vault, vault. The, out of the disney vault um, yeah yeah um with that being said uh sam where can these lovely people hear our voice you can find us uh wherever you listen to podcasts uh, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Overcast, um, like I said, anywhere you can find podcasts. Um, we're also on YouTube. Yes, I know it's getting in the process of uh, updating, but you can still find us on YouTube, um, Instagram as well. And uh, keep a. We also have our new uh, Hyper Real uh, Instagram as well. Um, I'll post that. You know, I'll put that link in uh, the Movie Real Instagram. Um, uh yeah and also yeah instagram <laughs> yay um yeah no i'm really excited to to kind of jumping back into some more movie reel and for you guys to listen to our new hyper reel show because myself ben and sam uh we have between the three of us we have a lot of extensive knowledge about star wars in a lot of like the weird uh lore uh surrounding like random characters but we're going to be talking about like you know the movies the games uh comics books just kind of like a wide variety of topics that is just gonna jump from place to place but there there will be some structure there will be some order it's not going to be us going on tangents every five minutes Um, (laughs) i can't make any guarantees Uh, yeah there will definitely be order to the podcast uh i think dark vader will prove um that was a little star wars joke um uh and I'm definitely also excited for some of the stuff we're going to talk about uh, this summer. There is a 
movie. I mean, if you've listened, there's a movie that we are planning on doing uh, for next month that we have been wanting to do. It's also like recess. We've been wanting to do since we uh, <laughs> since we launched the show, but we had to wait, and the time has the, finally come. The stars have finally aligned for us to do this. We had to do a, yes. a couple episodes to actually build up to it, but uh, I'm I'm. I'm I'm yeah, I'm, he- I'm without context. Yeah, I'm, you know I'm, what I'm hesitantly about. excited to actually do this episode now. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, with that um, that teaser being said, uh, I'm Kevin Tracy. I'm Samantha Tomlinson, and you've been listening to Movie Reel. Catch you next time, folks. Bye bye. <laughs>